This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. How's your Facebook? I'm Arlene Bunnan, in for Alex Pearson. What a story this was. You know, we started hearing about Facebook and how they were collecting data and what did they say? First of all, well, the fake news part, first of all, I think they said it was just, uh, you know, 15,000 ads and then that's grown. Then we realized about Cambridge Analytica and what they were doing with the data and actually using neuroscience here and apparently affecting the way we may do things. It's fascinating to me. I always find it fascinating on how neuroscience is growing, and I want to know how I'm being manipulated. Now, Cambridge Analytica shutting down late today, making that announcement, saying it's been vilified in this Facebook scandal. What are they going to do? Are they going to come back under another name? We know they've got a lot of money. They say they have none. They're shutting down, filing for bankruptcy, insolvency, all these things. We're going to talk about it. What was left? What stained? was left after that, whether we care and what's going to happen politically and data collection-wise from this enormous scandal, which is not even over yet. I would like to welcome David Shipley is joining us, the CEO of Boceron Security, who's also our technology analyst here. Hi, David. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Here we go. What an explosive story. Changed the way we handle Facebook, changed the way we look at political parties, and so many questions not answered. And today, the company ahead of all this neuroscience is Cambridge Analytica, and they're out of business, shutting down, and they say they're insolvent. What do you make of this, David? What's the message here? Well, I think the biggest thing is that these kind of data breaches and these kind of scandals associated with people's privacy um, are toxic to a brand and a reputation. And so, you know, the, the line from the company was basically all of their business evaporated. And, of course, they've got mounting debts and legal bills and investigations. And so they simply uh, can't continue to do business. Um, it may also be a strategy to try and limit their liability and um, shut things down before investigations can really ramp up, which some legislators um, are really concerned about. So it's interesting to see, but the um, the damage, of course, is, has been done far wider than just Cambridge Analytica. And, you know, look at the uh, losses and the shareholder value to Facebook alone has earned mm-hmm. the tens of billions of dollars. So it's really interesting. And it comes, you know, May is going to be a really huge month as um, the world's most comprehensive privacy regulation comes into force in Europe on May 25th. It is. And how is that going to affect how we think and what we do here in Canada as well as we watch this? I hope that um, our uh, legislators are looking at this legislation in Europe and copying and pasting and bringing it here because it truly does represent the necessary protections and accountability for privacy. It really has corporations scrambling to take this much more seriously because they face fines up to 20 million euros Mm -hmm. or 4% of global revenues, whatever is higher. And so that's enough to force these billion-dollar companies that have been trading our data like baseball cards to actually um, take it seriously. You know, it's very disturbing on one end just that they're taking the data and they're selling it. But what it's being used for, 
It, it's I mentioned neuroscience off the top, and that is what it is here. There has been a development and investigations and experiments on what makes us do things. It is information that they got from our online data, and it's being used to make us perhaps vote a certain way, buy a certain thing. And this is, all the tentacles are in political parties. We saw who hired this group here in Canada. We know there's a Canadian firm, Aggregate IQ, that was connected with it. And the whistleblower is Canadian. We got a lot of connections here. And I guess what I want to ask you right here is, when I say neuroscience, this is another disturbing part of this. And it's not going to go away with Cambridge Analytica. No, not at all. I mean, you know, a lot of these social media platforms have realized the incredible power of, of the dopamine release that happens in our brain when we, we see people liking our stuff, when we like things, when we engage with things. And the thing that's really insidious about all this, and, you, you know, you, you really nailed it, is, um, you know, most people have no idea that all of these things are being done in the background and they're being manipulated. And what I do like about um, the laws that are coming in, in the progressive side is that they're forcing companies to tell users very explicitly, this is the data we collect about you, this is how we will use your data, and this is who we're sharing your data with. You know, I, for one, was really surprised to learn that PayPal shares data with 600 different firms, and they recently had to disclose that ahead of this new European regulation. Um, So it's been really interesting to see who's trading what data and what they're up to. And also, you know, the in the UK, they're really taking this seriously. We, I'm sure you saw the documentary by Channel Four, and all the work done by the Garden Guardian, and it was it was unbelievable when we got into the nitty gritty of politics. Is that really going to be put aside? Is it really? I mean, data, how you use it, it can make or break an election campaign. We know that even Russia has been tied into this, and we're waiting for more investigations there. But should we be wary of that neuroscience? And let's face it, is it Cambridge Analytica? Can't they just sprout up some other place with a new name? Absolutely. And in fact, there are some indications that maybe some of the players behind the firm are already doing exactly that. Yeah, a couple days later, didn't they? They they formed a new company. They formed a new company. And what you have to realize is, too, that, you know, as far as companies go that are trading our data, there are between 2,500 and 4,000 firms in the United States alone that are data brokers, that are gathering, collecting, analyzing, and trading data and providing insights. So this is an entire industry, and there's been some really good writing on this. They, They call this the Euro of surveillance capitalism. And it has impacts on, you know, the marketplace, on small businesses, but it also has impacts, as you pointed out, on the political process. Now, there are a couple of things that need to to be discussed when we talk about this. The most important thing is, you know, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of this manipulation happens on the back of um, fake news or propaganda. Mm -hmm. And it's never been more important in our society to have good, strong, local and national investigative journalism. And yet we've never seen journalism so weakened as it is today in terms of just the structural change to the business model and cuts to newsrooms. And the first thing that I talk about, you know, I am a former journalist Mm -hmm. and I look about these issues is, you know, um, the truth is a disinfectant to the bacteria of this um, fake news and propaganda manipulation. And we need more of that. Um, So we need to be fostering and and, and boosting up journalism as one factor of this. The second thing is we do need legislation that, that forces companies, again, into the light to be transparent to consumers and citizens about what they're up to. It does. Do you think the public gets it now? Because it doesn't go away. It was a really complicated story 
but it affected everyone. And those clips that we watched of the promise to affect an election in Sri Lanka and what they said that they could do to people's minds, it really hit home. And all the information about what was being used in Facebook, is this resonating with the public right now? I, I hope so. I think there's definitely a moment here that we can we can capitalize on to have a deep conversation that privacy is not dead, that it matters, that this data is important and it should be transparent. But I do get afraid that it's going to get lost in the next news cycle as the next sort of scandal hits the presidency in the United States or the next international conflict ramps up. And it's critically important that we do have these deep discussions because the nature of our democracy is actually being threatened by these digital technologies. Well, whether it's voter manipulation or other things that I've seen happening, which is the intimidation of um, people online trying to have discussions about political topics. Or, you know, one other area that I've seen and I've talked about here in Atlanta, Canada, we've had a a real uptick, and it's really positive, in women seeking um, political office here. And it's really positive ahead of the provincial election in New Brunswick. But we've seen awful cases in in New Brunswick and in Newfoundland and Nova Scotia of female politicians being bullied horribly harassed online. And so, you know, that's as big an issue as the data manipulation, if if people can't feel like they can be a candidate anymore. And David, we know you're above water because you're talking to us. How's the flooding out there? The pictures are incredible. Uh, it's it's intense. I, I actually covered the 2008 mm-hmm. um, flooding as a reporter, and mm-hmm. this is worse, worse than I've ever seen. And in fact, even on my way to my home, a number of the roads now are uh, below water. So we have wow. to take a very circuitous route. And I've seen homes in my own community now that, you know, people are out bailing water, and uh, it's bad. And in, in New Brunswick, it's not so much a life-threatening situation, although if people don't get out of their homes um, before mm-hmm. the things get dark, it can get dangerous, but it's the economic damage. I mean, we're not, a, we're not a very wealthy province to begin with, and a lot of folks don't have insurance that covers this kind of overland flooding. So, you know, we're looking at a lot of hardship for a lot of families in New Brunswick tonight. All right. Hearts out to you. David Shipley, thank you for taking, taking your time. Stay dry, and we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a great night. David Shipley is the CEO of Bosher on Security and the technology analyst here. And it was great to have him as we talked about Cambridge Analytica. We're going to take a break. Let's have a bit of fun. Let's talk cars. I love cars. I love my memory in cars. I love all the cars I've bought in my life. Uh, Maybe a couple of them I don't. Uh, When we return, we're going to ponder this big question. Is this the end of the road for the family sedan? Do you like your own door? We'll be back right after this. I'm Arlene Bynum for Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio.